with another episode of Laughter the Club. Tonight, we are joined by Jeff, Halloween Basic, my fi- one of my favorites, Pamela Lace. We're all in with Galden, our boy Aaron, Fleminem Raps, Eric, aka my Graham fan account, Kish, and our special guest tonight is Allie Dawson. Guys, what's up? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, this is the saddest fucking week of everybody's life. Was that, ex- was that exciting? Jesus. Yeah. There you go. There it is. I think in 30 minutes the energy will pick up. <laughs> or go away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Aaron, I believe you have a scintillating lopic for us this evening. So why don't you lead us off? First, I have that. I don't know what that word is you used, but um, yeah, that one. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I don't know if the podcast from last night's posted or not. But anyway, my question was about when you were a kid, if you wanted to be like shag balls at the home run derby. So what is something you never got to do as a child? What is something you never got to do as a child that you always wanted to do? Like you got to see people do it and it looked like a lot of fun, but you never got a chance to do it. I have a dad. Right. Uh, Jeanette, what's your answer? Ooh. um, Not have have siblings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would have enjoyed being an only child. That's a shame. All right, well. Very good. Especially being, um, the, being the oldest and not having to look after them or it's like, you know, be in charge of their general welfare. A bit annoying, but, you know, they're all still here. So I guess I did a semi-decent good job. Clearly. All right. Pam, what you got? Okay. So I actually mentioned this to Jeff earlier in a chat, oddly enough. Um, my cousin raced uh, motocross bikes. And I wanted to do that, and my parents wouldn't let me. They would let me go to Eric's races and watch, but I never got to participate, and I thought that that was dumb and lame. Wow, I didn't know you and Eric were related. <laughs> Not what was that? A different Eric, but yeah, a less cool Eric than our Eric. No, I see it on, uh, on her mother's father's side. Exactly, exactly. I, too, have a cousin named Eric. How about that? Wow. All right. Moto racing. Very cool. <laughs> Jeff. All right. What about I, you? I have, have friends. Yeah, no. Was, I, I wanted I wanted a head that I could buy a hat for. Um mm. no. Actually, I do have one, which was, you know, I I love skateboarding forever growing up. It was like my favorite thing to do. I was always shit on a half pipe, like just dropping it on half pipe, especially on a big one, scared the hell out of me and I could never do it well. And that was the thing I wanted to do as a kid. And I just couldn't. <laughs> In fact, I skateboarded a very short period of time and I was able to do that. So you suck. Allie, what's your answer? Um, Probably go to live sporting events because we couldn't afford it. Hmm. That's all. 
or just have interest or just have an interest in something that other people also liked that I could talk to it about because I'm noticing a trend that I like stuff that nobody else likes. So, Hmm. well, maybe, (laughs) maybe we'll delve into that tonight and you can change people's minds. Uh, Who have I not gone to? Kitch. Yeah. Talking like this. I don't know. You're doing your like weird like host voice, I guess. Where are you? That's um, great. Thank you guys. Um, so I, when I was a kid, I always, you know, wanted to get the things I never, I never could buy for myself. And one of those things was like video games. Just wanted to, I thought when I was an adult, I'd be able to like just ball out and buy myself every video game I wanted. Cause I have a little podcast. And the other dream I had was, uh, you know, playing the NBA. And obviously none of those things have ever happened and I'm not much of a gamer. So they will never happen. So I'm just letting my child self down. Who the fuck? That was about a week little, who did that little giggle while he was talking? <laughs> Me. When he said that little snarky. <laughs> that was you, Aaron? <laughs> yes. Kish, I'm, I'm sorry. Whenever, I hope at Moss you hoop his ass up, Kish. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to dunk on him. Just flim, throw me an alley But dunk a dunk. <laughs> All right, Eric. What was your thing outside of being rich? Um, probably snowboarding because it always looked really cool. And I was like a little kid in LA, didn't understand what cold weather was. And then like when I was older and actually got the opportunity to do it, it's like, that's, I'm not going out there. You good. Yeah. Yeah. Was that's a trees behind you. This was some big trees. Oh. They look like longleaf pines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are pines. Um, yeah, just the, ask somebody else or move on. This is such a good podcast. My answer is I always wanted to do one of those, you know, those like Nickelodeon studio shows where they like had the kids like the slam time and those kind of shows. I always wanted to do those. Wait, so you, are you talking more like like guts or like double dare? I don't know what either of those are. Okay. Uh, you're old, You're about what? a decade older than me. Keep in mind. Oh, I guess you missed out on guts. They had the aggro crag. Oh, it's the best. No, just me. Hmm. All right. No, I, I, that, I couldn't think of the name of it, but yeah, I remember that. Good times. All right. Wow, y'all had some big dreams growing up. Very cool. Well, Aaron, that oh, topic oh. sucked. Isn't? I think there's one like consistent <laughs> answer. Maybe it's only like specific. To... Annie froze. Oh, no. Also, that was me that froze. It was, it was not as Frank. Oh. What a perfect time this would be Eric's for, Allie, for Allie to start her education on racing for us. I know, right? <laughs> Just settle in, everybody. A lot to talk about. Uh, Jeff, I said wad you... for a second. But you're not fun. Y'all like my shoes? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, do you want to go with your lopic or yeah, should we just? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll do it really quick. Uh, but but really quick, Aaron, you want to go ahead and explain what the hell's on your feet? He's aerating. I'm aerating my yard. Boom. He's got giant spiky spikes on his feet. He's strapped on his yard. Strap it on. My yard has on, Aaron. Yeah. My yard needs to breathe too, you know. All right. So anyway, um. My lot pick was, um, as you know, 
I believe Allie's going to do a little uh, racing talk here in a few moments. So my, my lopic was, what is your favorite race of any kind before we go in, before we get into the actual, like, you know, real business of it? So, Pam, what's your answer? Um, I love those, like, uh, I think you can see them on YouTube videos and stuff, those Australian sheep races where they put like little jackets on them or they put like stuffed animals on their backs. So it looks like there's another animal riding the sheep. It's, it's adorable. Australian sheep races. Hmm. All right. We know Aaron's uh, oh, Jeanette. Hey, no, I actually have a real answer. Okay. Aaron, go ahead. I like when they went to like the basketball games and they have the toddler races. Those always crack me up. I like it. I don't even know what the topic is, and I like it. That's a great answer, and I didn't even hear the topic. <laughs> well, I, I phrased it really poorly. I, what I said was, what's your favorite race? Um, what I meant was... I'm sorry, what like, was the word? What was my what race? <laughs> favorite. <laughs> um, tell you which one it's not. No, but but I was talking about a, you know, a racing competition, not a... Uh, Aaron went American. It's a great answer, by so, the um, yeah, uh, I, Are I types or like memorable, like well, what, the, no, this one like specific race. Because it's mine little, is oh, good. Mine is that. Um, all right, I I googled it in advance. It's called the Cooper's Hill Cheese Rolling and Wake. It's that mm. thing in England where they chase the rolling thing of cheese down the hill. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's in like yes. Gloucester. Mm -hmm. I can't pronounce the word the Gloucester. Gloucester. I don't know what, but sure. yeah, it's just a bunch of crazy white people chasing a rolling cheese down a hill. And um, that's what I'm going with. Does the running of the bulls count? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, that's a good it, one. It's still number two. I think number one is like Little Rascals final scene. Boxcar racing is the best race I've ever seen. But running of, <laughs> oh. running of the bulls is number two. Oh, that makes me think of the the push carts in... Um, in in uh oh god why well, am i blanking on the name of the movie about the, the bobsled team cool running cool yeah yeah you kiss the lucky is it egg. cool runnings <laughs> oh, is it cool runnings all right uh kish what do you got um i don't know if this qualifies as a race but i guess you try and do it as fast as possible in the time limit so i think it qualifies but um Frosted. the hot dog eating contest mm -hmm. nathan's mm. yeah that shit on 4th of July made me so hungry for your hot dogs. I bought like 200 hot dogs just because just I was inspired. Oh, God, eight, about 10. Wow. Did, did anybody see the, the lemonade drinking contest before the yeah. hot dog eating contest? Yes. That did that not great. give you like heartburn just watching was it, it the, like acid the, reflux? Yes. Was it the pre-lemonade? <laughs> pre-lemonade? Uh. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeanette. Oh, for sure. Like the Iditarod. I, that was something that fascinated me from a young age. Um, the aspect of being out in the wilderness by yourself with your snuggly dogs. Uh, that seemed cool. No pun intended. Seems cold. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it does seem cold. I don't think Bolillo would be like any good at, you know, mushing or uh, uh, like being a lead dog like, yeah he'd be, he'd be like finding the packed ice and 
Um, yeah. Rico, you got one? Did I ask you already? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe the New York Marathon seems cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely exciting. not the Boston. Okay. All right. Well, should we go to actual racing things now? I'm not asking you, Allie, because you're going to talk about it anyway. No, I was actually going to bring up my favorite ones, The Amazing Race, the show. I don't know what network it used to be on where you'd have the two teams or whatever that you just travel around the world and you would just do stupid shit in whatever city and then you just get eliminated. And it really was just a test of how well you could like get sleep on an airplane and then get to a place and just run around and eat bugs or do whatever. It was interesting. You got to see different countries. Which one of us? Which one of us would be the best for like at which combo people would it's be the me best? And you, me at amazing race. Me and you. The answer to the best combo in anything we're ever going to do in this group is me and you. Yeah, I don't know. I feel great. like since it has to do with like communication and working out like issues and coming to an agreement, I think Jeff and I would. I was going to say it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely me and Aaron. Those, no question. I I, I would pay five dollars to see you guys in a building challenge just like w- at what point you guys just disregard the instructions and try to just build it on your own and then it's like the hissy fit I w- it would just we, be incredible. we would disregard the instructions before we started but it's it'd be the first recorded like double suicide not double homicide right <laughs> like you both disagree just kill kill yourselves to put yourselves out of your misery we, we would what would happen is we would both just have a different idea. And so we'd be like, all right, well, I bet mine works. And so we just split up and go try to do it ourselves and see if we can beat the other person. We don't give a shit about everybody else. It's probably true. And then the Adderall wears off and y'all fall asleep. (laughs) I'm so confused. Jeff, was your smooth transition from racing in the great race just to like lay it on Allie's lap with nothing else but talk about cars? Yes, that's right. I love it. Also, you're not hosting. That's also my favorite part of that show is when they're in the cars and nobody has any sense of direction. And there's always one couple that ends up going in the opposite end of wherever they're supposed to be going. That and reminds me of uh, America's Next Top Model. When they would do the challenge, they were in whatever foreign city they were in. And they would have to get to all these casting calls and do these like fake runway shows. It would be like the top five would do it and someone would always get lost and not make it back in time to Tyra within the time frame, and that person would more than likely always get eliminated. And it was so stressful seeing, you know, really pretty women cry. Is it? People I, I with know. no sense of direction frustrate me. What? You know which way is north right now? Yes. Like, I, I need you to prove which way is north point right now. Look, he's already, oh, um, he's lost. No, you, you said all you need to do is point. I didn't ask you. Sorry, I was pointing, was. but you couldn't see. Indeed. <laughs> That's... That's the east. Right. The I'll sunrise is over there. Point. It doesn't make sense now, like, but all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this video because I don't believe you whatsoever. Okay. I, I don't care. I think I would know due to the fact that every morning I would come in here, open up the window, and blind myself with the sun. It's not very hard to tell the sense of direction. Yeah, like, but if he's doing it every morning, house. does he really, really not? If you, if you make the same mistake every morning and the sun is still no, blind, it's not a mistake. Do you really know the direction? I do it on purpose because I want the light to come in here. I don't want to turn the overhead light on because those are harsher. Jeez. Why don't you get some blackout curtains? I have blackout curtains in my bed. the curtains. Okay. Let's record again. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been recording.
Let's do it again. All right. <laughs> From the top. All right. What was something y'all wish y'all could do when y'all were a child? Breakdancing. Did, did I get cut off earlier when I said breakdancing? Because I feel like that was the yes. one answer we all wish yes. we could do. It's breakdancing, right? Didn't we all wish we could breakdance? Yeah. No. Anyway. Or just dance in general. Aaron, I've seen you become a rapper. I know you wanted to breakdance at some stage in your life. Uh, I had them flows, boy. Ooh, boy. Wait, can we get, yeah, can we get a, a rap battle yeah, that, right now? That disproved the last joke. Uh, mm. Do we need a maybe? Maybe next what do week. We need? Oh, okay. I, I think we need like this sort of weird segue into uh, the next 15 minutes where we can all get up and get a drink while Allie <laughs> just keeps about. rambling and then um, yeah. you guys come back and I'm still talking. All right. Raise hell, praise Dale. Allie, take it away. All right, everybody. So, as you may know, I love racing, all forms of racing, but my top three, I would say, are NASCAR, IndyCar, and Formula One. So what I was bringing to the table tonight was trying to get y'all sucked into the fun that is racing. So I wanted to talk about each of the three series so you could kind of get a feel for maybe one, you know, you can gravitate towards or one you're like, eh, maybe, you know, not my forte. So do you guys have a preference on which one you would like me to start with? NASCAR. It's honestly put us out of our misery at this point. All right. So NASCAR, as you may know, stands for the National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing. It was started in 1948, but it was actually occurring way before then during the Prohibitionary because bootleggers trying to sneak that old moonshine through the Carolinas realized that they could make it into a very fun, you know, form of activity with trying to get away from the police. And that led to going down to Daytona beach, doing it along the actual beach and racing like dragsters. But starting in 1948, they actually sanctioned it into a legit series where they were racing around in circles for the most part. So going into the actual schedule portion of NASCAR, there are 36 points paying races. The season lasts from February through the beginning of November. So it's a very long season. They race basically every weekend. Anybody have any questions so far? I do. A lot of um, people did and you I talked do. right through their hands. Right. Go ahead. Would NASCAR ever consider sponsoring like a clean energy race that is nothing <laughs> but like... So uh, it's funny you mentioned that, Jeanette. Battery so, yeah, water, so, propane, hydrogen-fueled so, cars. Yeah, so Steve Phelps, yes, Steve Phelps is the president of NASCAR, and he actually came out a month ago saying that they're working towards having their own E-Series within NASCAR. It's not going to be like the top level drivers doing it, um, but they're going to try and start like a feeder series into NASCAR. Formula One does this already. They have the Formula E-Series. They actually just raced in New York City this past weekend, and they sound like an RC car when they drive by like... Can I already petition to ban... Uh, Elon Musk's uh, cars from this race? Oh, absolutely. No, Tes race? no Teslas are out, allowed. Mm -mm, no, not, not, not in my sport. Wrong. What if we just banned all of his personally owned cars? So if, even if he doesn't own just Teslas, if he has like a Mercedes, not allowed. Anything Elon Musk owns, not allowed. Or no. just quit. Hi, I'm Elon Musk. No, because what he's going to do I is he's going to... I was about to ask if there would ever race in cyber trucks. That would be so cool. Well, nobody heard what you just said. Kish, what were you saying? I just said fraud. Jesus Christ. I, I no, can't believe I fought so what hard I, to get you back. 
What I imagine is that Elon is going to try to install one of his, um, like, uh, tunnels at one of the races, but he's going to be the only one to have access. So he's going to go under and then come out at another end and try to, like, cheat to win the race. So I think that's why he shouldn't be You have Elon Musk actually racing? And then he... Yes, because, you know, billionaire playboy. Yeah, that's what rich people do. That's all NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One is. It's just a bunch of rich people or their sons or their daughters racing. There's rich and then there's Elon Musk. You don't have people worth billions of dollars in these cars. Richard There's two of them in in Formula One. One of them's from Canada. His name's, it's the Stroll family. They own an entire team. I refuse to believe anybody. And then Nikita Mazepin, he drives for Haas. And he he comes from Russia and they got big money. Richard Branson just went into quote unquote space on his own like spaceship. So they're willing to forgo their own safety for the photo op and the recognition and all that. So it could happen. Does does Mark have a uh, like racing car? Would that explain his like four car garage? No. 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 Jeff, do you? Is that why? Yeah. Okay. No. Um. I. Hi, Sammy. Hi, Sammy. Um. So I have two um NASCAR questions. Um. The first one comes from my brother because I messaged him earlier today asking for racing questions. And his question was, if they were always turning right instead of always turning left, would the hierarchy of talent shift any? Yeah, it absolutely would, but they're never going to do that because it throws off the balance of how your body works. You just don't, you don't go right all the time. That's why you go left. It's just the natural motion. That's why you've just always gone. It's just, it's just a weird like physics thing and your body thing. It's hard to explain. I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but I I just know that if you go left. I feel like most NASCAR fans do go right all the time. Uh, Um, So, but then what if it was a, if, would that be different if it was a right drive vehicle then? Are you talking like, like if you're driving in England? Yeah. You're driving okay. in England. No, I think I think it'd still be the same because it's just the natural motion of physically yeah. going in that direction. It's going whereas right. it doesn't matter what side you're on because I'll sh- what? Yeah. There's a rallycross series that does it on the on the right side. Yeah, you're yeah, you're right, Ali. It was just um, and then my other my other question I have about NASCAR is something I've always found particularly interesting about it is um I was wondering if you could discuss slightly like or a little bit about um the air brakes on these goddamn cars because they basically don't have anything to keep them from flipping over other than some little bits of metal that pop up to my understanding. Yeah, they have the flaps on, they have the two roof flaps, they have the hood flaps and they've just, with the downforce in the car, that's what they're trying to keep them as close to the ground as possible. I mean, that's basically it, but I mean, you can, they can do all these flaps and with the aero package and everything to try to keep them on the ground. But as you saw last year with Ryan Newman's like epic crash that should have killed him, that nothing cars are just always going to get flipped. Joey Logano this year flipped a Talladega and he landed on Bubba Wallace's car and then landed on his roof. So when you asked us if we had questions, were you, and I'm not, this isn't me being normal phlegm. I felt like you purposely took a break. Did you still have more like to. Oh, I have plenty. Things? No, I just well, I didn't say, know. Cause I don't want us yeah. to like spend like half an hour on just that segment. And then we end up with half an hour. Of oh questions. no. I've, I, Oh, I've got plenty. I was just about to. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Jeanette. So. 
everyone here with the exception of you let's say we're a pit crew could you position us in a pit crew like who who is doing Ooh, what to the car question okay so only there's only four crew members that can be over the wall excluding excluding the jack or the not the jackman but the gas man because the gas man can only handle the gas so that's someone who's usually big and strong so probably jeff i think you're like the biggest one no phlegm i need your speed so phlegm i need you to be my tire carrier so you're the one lugging both 70 pound tires across the wall i have pam and let's see, i'll get i'll get the ladies in here pam and Jeanette, you're going to be my tire changers because it's ding, 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 ding with the five lug nuts this year but it's actually switching to one lug nut next year with the next gen car so it's got to be zip and then it can be um, let's see, Eric can be in charge of cleaning the grills. So they have these really long sticks that you hold out the sign for the driver so they can see their pit stop coming in. So he can be in charge of holding the sign. And he can also be in charge of getting this really long broomstick out and cleaning off the grill of like all the trash and debris that fans throw, um, or that just get caught in front of the grill and mess with the temperatures and your oil pressures and your water temps and stuff like that. And then Kij, you are the jack man. You're in charge of running around, getting up there, Getting that yeah, car up is. and down, and then you're free to go. I'm clearly the crew chief, correct? You're the yeah, that, that you could be the you could be the car chief. You could just be in charge of all the all the mechanical portions. So when if there's an accident, you can mm, send them the, the mechanical the crew over. Aaron's the water boy. I want to be on the tower. <laughs> I'm fine with you being on the tower hey, as well. I, I will. I'll be in charge of making sure everyone's hydrated and uh, a very special type of energy. Who has the best eyes out of all of us? Like, can see the best because that's LASIK. who you want as your spotter I got on top LASIK of the roof with the binoculars. Pretty. Oh, and Jeff got the rich people LASIK. He wins. But you got to be I able get, to talk I get the free fast, one Jeff. from the army. <laughs> oh, Allie. Yeah, I missed the joke. Repeat it. Go again, Allie. I said, I don't know if Jeff could be a spotter because you need to talk fast. Like, you got to talk and be just right on your game because. In the cars, you the drivers only have like a rear view mirror that's like teeny tiny and like a teeny tiny mirror on their side. Like you are responsible for them knowing when there's a car beside them and how close that car is to Wait. them so they can get up and get cleared. Wait, can I do my limited fake crew chief? Oh God, here we go. Right. Sure. Uh, so uh, I think maybe, uh, well, you could, uh, I'm not sure. Oh my God. <laughs> Crash. <laughs> We're on the yellow. Only Jeff can make that segment worse. That's what I'm here for. Awesome. Okay, let's get back into NASCAR. So let's talk about the car. Because when you think NASCAR, you think this big-ass car. The car weighs around 3,200 pounds, which is crazy big. But NASCAR, one of their main selling points was if you win on Sunday, you sell on Monday at the dealership. So they want to try to have the racing car or the stock car look as much as what you see on a floor at a dealership. So that's why there's three main manufacturers in NASCAR. There's Ford, Chevy, and Toyota. So Toyota has their Camry, Ford has their Mustang, and Chevy has their Camaro. And they look, I mean, with the next-gen car coming out next year, they look very similar to what you see on the road. And then another thing we're going to talk about is the horsepower packages, because I know y'all are very excited about horsepower. <laughs> I love the quick acknowledgement of you realizing we didn't give a shit about what you just said because we already Wait, knew. Like, yeah, we, we get can it. Can we they go look... back? I, 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 I have something. Why did they get rid of the Monte Carlo? Why did Chevy get rid of the Monte Carlo? That was the that was the greatest Chevy. 
It's just they're just going with the times that yeah, no, they, they just used to go back to the Monte Carlo. It used to be the Impala. They switched it to the Camaro within the past couple of years. Yeah, because nobody wants to buy a freaking Impala. And so if that And a Camaro looks really cool. Yeah, if if you're if the, if it's used as a marketing ploy to sell actual vehicles, hey, Jeff, why the hell would you have the Impala? How, how mad at you that the excuse me, hey Aaron, I'm sorry, you two annoy me wow. so much. Like wow. I was actually gonna say, hey Aaron, how mad at you that Jeff actually answered that question seriously and instead I called you Jeff and now I've made enemies of both of you. Yeah, but also Back Jeff, to you, didn't Allie. Even, Jeff didn't even acknowledge the Monte Carlo. He said the Impala. He doesn't know what a Monte Carlo is. He doesn't know what Chevy Malibu is. I, Jeff I, knows nothing that costs less than $45,000 as a car. I drive a Volkswagen. Mm, German. Yeah, you probably bought it in Germany on vacation. He was summering over there. Summering. <laughs> Take, taking in some F1, probably. All right, back to racing. Horsepower, everybody. So there's two different aero packages in NASCAR. So on your one-mile tracks or shorter and your road courses, you are what on as what we would consider the high horsepower, low downforce package. So the cars run at 750 horsepowers, but their downforce is really low. So what that means is it makes it harder for the drivers to handle the car, but it also makes it to where the cars are very spread out. So it's not as entertaining to watch. You think it's not as exciting because they're not super close together. Cars aren't passing each other, but it's fun for the drivers because they're not wide open through all the corners which wide open means they're just on the throttle the whole time they're never lifting they're never braking it's just so easy like we could get in the car and be able to drive it if you have high downforce in the car which are on all the intermediate tracks and that's why they're super boring nascar has an intermediate track problem when it comes to this low horsepower high downforce packages that they run at the intermediate tracks but thankfully with this next gen car that they're making and that's coming out at daytona next year that won't be a problem anymore i love a sport where the people racing only care about what's more fun for them it's fun for the drivers who gives a shit about the thousands of people trying to make this entertaining it's fun for the 15 of you guys going in circles there's been controversy because of this this past Ooh, weekend they raced at atlanta so atlanta motor speedway is actually in hampton georgia so it's a mile and a half track but the last time it was repaved was in 1997 i believe so the track looks like rocky road ice cream you can see all the divots in the track there's a bunch of bumps like people are bouncing up and down where they're driving the car the drivers absolutely love to drive the racetrack because it's hard for them but it is super boring for the fans because there's no passing they just get spread out you can't catch them. And the track actually fell apart during the race. So they had to throw the red flag and repair it for 15 minutes, which was at the same time as the PKs during the Euro final. So at least I got to watch that at that point. So thankfully the track broke at a very good time. But the sanctioning body and the owner of Atlanta Motor Speedway didn't consult with any of the drivers. They're actually going to repave and reconfigure the track next year with different degrees of banking trying to make it like a little super speedway like a talladega or a daytona at a mile and a half track which none of the drivers like that at all what city is this in atlanta what you said it wasn't in atlanta hampton but it's it's called atlanta oh. hampton Aaron, that was a ridiculous correction to make right there well she made the she made but the it's a big but it was a big deal a because it's so hard for so what's lacking in nascar is when drivers speak out 
only one or two of them kind of speak out, which is like Denny I mean, Hamlin and Kyle Bush. Because of all the money tied to them, you don't want to cross your sponsors. I mean, it's always been that way. And especially Kyle since Bush Dale Earnhardt does. Dale Earnhardt used to be like can the I push, person. Can I push back against it? Is it that they don't want to speak out because of the money behind them? Or like, are they not speaking out because nowadays, and I'm not doing the thing like I did earlier. Like, are most NASCAR drivers, and you know what I do, if they speak out, are they going to be aligned with, I think, what the majority of the youth is today? Or is it kind of like, there's no reason to go cancel a sport. Most people that are on the other side, like, I, I'm just like, you say they don't speak I out. Think, but I think it's there's the more drivers that have, yeah, I think nowadays there's more drivers that are, have a progressive ideology than you think. Um, but again, NASCAR is a money-based sport. If once I get into like the price it costs to run a NASCAR team and what these drivers make and the sponsorship it takes to even put a car on the track, you need every dollar you can get and you don't want to cross sponsors. So that's why it's really hard for drivers who haven't really put themselves in a good position to speak out like a Kyle Bush or a Denny Hamlin. Um, it, you just you just don't see it anymore. But yeah, but all, all sports are about money. It's just with racing, it's more obvious because they're like so direct with their sponsors where the NBA is behind the scenes and you don't know what Gatorade influences or what. Yeah. And there's are. also like a player's union. NASCAR doesn't have that. They don't have okay, a driver's. They don't have a union. Okay. Yeah. They don't have a union or anything like that to like help them. They used to, but they just weren't using it or it wasn't working between the drivers and the sanctioning body and like the heads of NASCAR. But most, most drivers don't have a personality in NASCAR. That's also a problem too especially when they're reigning champion, which I think I saw all in the chat in the chat for me said you had a Napa car. So this I is, do. I don't yeah. know what his name is. I'll go up and find it. It used to, it was actually like a, like it was signed at the race, the thing with the parachute, I imagine. And uh, an employee gave it to me for national boss day and it's now been destroyed because my child, <laughs> that. Jeff, I'm sorry. You had. That's all good. Um, so I was just thinking um, from like a technical standpoint, because you're talking about, kind of the relationship between downforce and horsepower on a given track or whatever Essex. based on an arrow kit. Thank you, Jeanette. She did the horse. Good. Excellent timing. Um, she is so pleased with herself. Um, anywho. Um, so for, for perhaps for our listeners that don't know exactly what you mean by downforce, might you elaborate? So I'll try my best, Jeff, but I know you're kind of the expert in this. So if I get it wrong, you can please feel free to correct me. But downforce is just what you put in the car to help when wind hits the car to keep you as close to the ground, basically to weigh you down with the help of gravity. So when you have high downforce, which means you are being pushed to the ground to the point where you could just easily control a vehicle, gravity and the wind basically help you do that. You don't really have to put forth as much effort, whereas low downforce, you're higher up and you're less likely, you know, to have it really easy going around a racetrack. Appreciate it. Thank you. One to Nailed ten. It. Was that answer okay, Jeff? No, I wasn't trying to do a, that. I wasn't trying to do that thing, Flem. Thank you. Um, speaking of, of racetracks, um <laughs> tell I'm me sorry. I know where this is going. Anyway, um so tell me why you agree with me that Bristol Motor Speedway is the best racetrack. Well, it depends what kind of racing you you like. 
Bristol is a fantastic racetrack because of the stadium feel. It's for those who don't know, Bristol is it's like a call. It's called the call last great Coliseum. There's seats all the way around it. It's a it's a half mile track. They unfortunately put dirt on it earlier this year and ruined the whole short track feel to it. But that's a story for another day. But I'm actually taking my kids to their first Bristol race in September. And I'm very excited because the Bristol night race is one of the races to go to for the entire year. Yeah, that's the only NASCAR I've ever been to. And it was the most incredible stadium I've ever been in. it's It's an awesome place. But yeah, you- speaking, yeah, speaking of racetracks, okay, so the format of NASCAR, there are 40 teams in NASCAR. 36 of them are considered charter teams. Think of a charter like you think of a franchise in a sport. So they are guar- the, these 36 teams are guaranteed a spot every single race, even if they like, don't make a good qualifying time during qualifying. That means there's only four open spots for all these other teams, kind of like lower budget teams to try and race their way in and qualify to make the race. Well, it's crazy. Well, that's actually better than most professional sports. It's almost like it allows independent companies or teams to enter the major leagues on its own when no other sport does it. So it's actually a a bigger opportunity, I would think, right? It is, and it's made it an actual competitive battle to try to buy because you buy the charter. And you get more race winnings when you finish better with a charter than you do without a charter. So it's very beneficial to have a charter. Um, a charter just sold for like $10 million this year. So it's expensive just to say you have the rights to this specific number to be able to race every week. But Does the okay. charter sound like something that should cost you $10 million? Like if you're like, I just bought a charter. Should that be $10 million? I feel like a charter just doesn't give off the amount of money that is required to purchase it. But you, you mentioned before you started talking, there were two different types of low and high. Did you go through both? Cause I felt like we made you repeat the beginning of the, the two types of, I'm, I'm not trying to find forces on vehicles. Yeah. It's just high downforce and low downforce. Okay. I think high downforce goes with low horsepower. So it's like right. opposite high downforce. You're close to the ground. Gravity helps you. It's super easy and very boring racing. Lower downforce, it's slip and sliding all the way around. The the drivers have to really work for it, and they don't have to, you know, be wide open or lift off the throttle when they're driving. Anyway. I want to know, like, if so, how do you root for someone in NASCAR? Do you go off of the legacy of the charter? Because I know that the drivers can switch around, so you know there's that do you go off of the individual driver and their personality or do are you like um kind of like hipster like you you like the unknowns the rookies more than the establishment type of guys so i gravitate towards just the personality of the driver that matches with the success so i i grew up losers yeah no no losers here so i grew up a jeff gordon fan but the yeah. only reason I grew up a Jeff Gordon fan is because it's a rainbow car. As a kid, how are you going to not like the rainbow car? So naturally, I hated She's Dale Earnhardt. Rest in peace. Oh. Mm. But once Dale Earnhardt died, I switched from Jeff Gordon to liking Dale Earnhardt Jr., but Dale Earnhardt Jr. wasn't performing at the level I needed him to be, so I stayed in the Hendrick hey, camp man. and moved to Jimmy Johnson and rode with Jimmy Johnson until he retired last year, oh and I've God. actually had a problem with picking a new one that I'm going to latch on to, but because 
so many people hate Kyle Busch because he wins all the time and he is kind he of a sucks. bleep hole. He has two championships. He, he has a, over a he has 102 Xfinity wins. He has 220 what? 223 wins. I'm he sorry, has hold on. 23 has more than Richard Petty. Hold on. He has 102 Infinity wins? Xfinity. Like okay, cheating. so so I know it changes it completely. So there's technically three different series within NASCAR. There's Cup series, which is what you think the Jeff Gordons, Dale Earnhardt's, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy Johnson, Chase Elliott. Then you have the Xfinity series, which is names are made here is how they advertise it. So it's basically kind of like a feeder series into the cup series. That's like their next step. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. You can't be a names are made here and be a feeder series. Can you like names are made here? Like that's it. This is where G-League. The, that's the, G where the rubber yeah, meets it's, the it's, road. It's an equivalent no of a G league, but the NBA players can come down there and race five times throughout the year oh, they can okay. do so five Michael races Jordan just gets to come down like, yeah he just gets just, to just come down but it has up. to it can't be during the playoffs it can't be during the championship race it can't be during the dash for cash races so there's only specific tracks that they can do in the xfinity series but kyle's already done that he won all his five everybody can shut up and just you know because everybody can shut up bunch um, of haters how yes, about Aaron. this how about you start rooting for ricky stenhouse jr He's MAGA. No, thank you. He's oh, from Memphis. Wow. Hey, no, no, he's from Mississippi. He is from Mississippi. He reps he the Mississippi born, flag. He was born in Memphis. He reps uh, Mississippi, though. He doesn't where's claim Memphis. He claims Mississippi. Mm. He's a Kroger sponsor, too, so don't shop at Kroger. I love My, Kroger. Don't do it. My grandfather worked at Kroger for 45 years. My no, I don't like Ricky Stenhouse. Food for less. Oh, I could have done more. His Ever? name should be Ricky Reckhouse because all he does is wreck. Houses. Publix, I, where shopping is a pleasure. I just came back from peeing, and then I saw that Aaron like got destroyed. I sound. I saw Aaron got destroyed, and then he left. I did not get destroyed. I'm still here. He's is still Aaron? here. He's oh, still here. Well, okay, back back to the format of how NASCAR works. So there's oh, thirty. I we were done. No, I still have two more series to talk about. Get the fourth turn. All right, let's go. Yeah, here we go. So. There are 36 points paying races in, in NASCAR. There are 10 races in the playoffs. You have to be in the top 16 to make the playoffs. But the catch is if you win a race and remain in the top 30 in points, you are included within those 16 drivers. And all those other drivers are based off of points. Wait, so, wait, for wait, example, so Michael... Of yeah, the wait, cutoff's at 16, okay, but okay. if you win and you're, you're above 30 no, points... Yeah, we got it. Um, so going into the playoffs, it's three races per round through the 16 and then four drivers are cut after the third round and it's based off a point system. And then it gets down to the final four drivers and they race for the championship and the best place finisher wins. So you could win 35 races during the entire season and lose the championship. I'm sorry. I, uh, no, I, I'm going to need you to repeat that for us. Eric, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, and I don't, like, honestly, we I think we've done a really good job of paying attention to this point, asking real questions. Eric, I don't, did you have boots in the air? I didn't know what you were doing, but you were raving off to the side in your video. And I apologize, Allie. I, did anybody, did, does anybody have a question? Because I don't want to be the only person that was ignoring it. Go ahead. Oh, Eric's the one that was paying attention. You motherfucker. Go ahead, Oh, Eric. I have a What's question. Um, are there any Hispanic drivers? There's Daniel Suarez. He's from Mexico. He drives for Trackhouse Racing, which is co-owned by Pitbull. Dale. Wow. Okay. Yes, he's like, for him. Driver. 
Mr. Like, 305. Oh, he's he's Del a good Ray driver Earnhardt. too. Huh? So There's what do I do now as a fan? Buy like a jersey or something? You can buy his uh you buy a car. shirts. <laughs> they don't they some, some of the drivers have their own like pit crew. Did I step on a joke? What joke did I miss? <laughs> no, you okay. Didn't. Anyway, we, we they have shirts, they have hats. Um, some of the drivers have like their pit crew kind of jackets or their shirts, but it's really rare. Um, but each team has their own it. shop. NASCAR has their own shop. You can get all their merch, but Daniel Suarez, the number 99, is who you should root for. I had I have two Dale Earnhardt Jr. hats. Wow. Do you want to show this then? Do you want to turn your camera back on? Or? Aaron, hey, you might like this. Your, I was actually going to show this too. Do you recognize this paint scheme at all? So no. this was a Dale Earnhardt uh, replica paint scheme that Ross Chastain drove at Darlington for throwback weekend last year for Art. Spire Motorsports in the 77. But yeah, it's a very pretty throwback to Dale Earnhardt when he drove a paint scheme that wasn't Wrangler or uh, GM Goodwrench. Put it on the pole cage. Is throwback weekend at NASCAR a dangerous game? <laughs> <laughs> on it. <sighs> Yo, but like for real, Ali knows more about NASCAR than I've ever known about anything. Like, if I'm Google, I am hiring Ali right now. She's I actually have I have two I have two trivia questions or maybe three. Oh, okay, for you guys. Oh, How, two. Okay. Oh, it's three. No, it's three. Go for it. Go. Cool. How much do you think it costs to run a NASCAR team? Like for one to field one single team, like a team as in like one numbered car for an entire season. Half a billion. I would say millions and millions. A hundred and twenty-four million dollars. Eighteen million is the average for NASCAR. Okay, here you go, Aaron. How much do you think an average driver's salary is in NASCAR? Salary like base salary. Not not including uh, quarterly bonuses based on performance. What's Chase Elliott's base salary? Chase Elliott, I don't know, 150, 200? What? What's 12, the, 12.5 what's million. Dollars? Cents? Pennies? I'd say he makes about $150,000 a year with incentives. I would but probably his, say I'd probably say. That's what I just said. Twenty million. Oh, really meant one hundred fifty thousand. Twenty million. Wow. Oh my god! I was doing a joke. I didn't know you were that dumb. So there is a reason. I so I know in other races. sports, yeah, in other sports, you know how much a person. Oh, she muted herself. No, oh, I did that by accident. I wow. did that by accident. Yeah. You know what? Hold on, hold muted on. In me. the in the rarest moment wow. you'll ever see in Lara after hours, I'm gonna defend Jeff, and I'd never do this. I have done this multiple times, Jeff, on accident when I'm moving. Don't to meet you, asshole. Too. Yeah, I get it. We we've all been we've all been. Under I'm the so sorry, Ellie. Yeah. Oh no, you're fine. So back you to the, the money question. <laughs> I know, haha, you're so funny. But you know how athletes, you know their contracts and how much they're actually getting paid. NASCAR doesn't produce driver salaries. They don't produce how much people sign for, how much the race winnings they get because they want to feel like they tie into their base. The the hardworking, you know, blue collar man that's out there coming to NASCAR races, and they don't want to know. Right. Yeah, they don't want to see that their drivers making these millions and millions and living in these mansions. So they just stopped. They stopped doing it because it just doesn't tie in this driver to the fan base that they're trying to, you know, maintain because because they're losing fans and they have fan fan. The number of people who actually go to a race has considerably dropped since the 90s. And you can see it in their stadiums, too, that they've taken out every other row 
and at all these NASCAR tracks and put in like these drink bars or whatever, um, just because people aren't going to races anymore because of the prices. There's no personality pulling you to NASCAR like there used to be in the 80s and the 90s. It's it's changed a lot. But my last trivia question, too, is what you think the peak age is for a driver in NASCAR? When do they perform at their peak in NASCAR? At what age? 24. 37. How, how about Jeanette moderates when we answer the, the oh, question? Sorry, Jeanette. That was rude. Huh? <laughs> I have it. Oh, you're going to make me the asshole now? Thanks, Jeanette. Oh, I said 23. Okay, said never mind. Every. <laughs> What's the answer? What was the question? The average age of a NASCAR driver when they're at their peak. Wait, you know what? I'm uh, gonna change. I, I, I'm gonna go like twenty. I'm gonna go like thirty-seven. Actually, 22. I just said thirty-seven. You asshole. Yeah, I don't care. I, I said it twice. It's okay. You can both lose together like every other time you two. <laughs> Allie, what's the answer? Thirty-nine. Out there. Ooh, damn it. Thirty-nine. So that's also a problem in NASCAR is that these drivers are peaking so late in like an athletic person's life that it's hurting the growth of the sport because you have all these drivers waiting to try and fill these slots like for example at, at joe gibbs racing there are four teams at joe gibbs racing denny hamlin kyle bush martin truex jr and christopher bell christopher bell is the youngest person on that team at 26 the other ones average like to be 40 years old martin, the problem is, is that they martin are championship has to be 140 at this point he's 40 no way yeah and he's still kicking yeah. it he, wow. He's been in the championship guy, Jeff, for the past like four years. He won a championship wow. in the past four years. Hey, Jeff well, has mind. his hand up again. Yes, Jeff. Aaron has his hand yes, up. Yes, Aaron. Thank Yo, you. I meant, you two, um, I meant Aaron. Did you really do that twice in one podcast? I hate you, both of you so equally right now. I can't. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, two things. Number one, uh, the, the, the taking out the rows and adding drink bars. That sounds delightful. Number two. Is so like other sports are also seeing a decline in like in person attendance over the past couple decades. Are those are those like is it like a correlation or is NASCAR like more rapid? In in person, I think it's a little bit more rapid in person, but the television numbers have actually increased for NASCAR. So they're actually seeing a gain when it comes to television. I feel like the word's getting out there more. And during the pandemic, they were the first sport to come back. So people had nothing else to watch. So they kind of dipped their toe in with NASCAR and their stupid little eye racing thing that they did. So that that helped kind of get a new a new uh, fan base going, which is good. I mean, growth is good, and we we need all the help we can get when it comes to fans, just because of how the world is changing. And honestly, if people want to come to a NASCAR race, more power to them. It's so much better in person than it is on TV. You have to experience a race in person before you judge it. That is yeah, true. I mean, it- if you're not good on TV, there's highly unlikely what chance you're in. So the, one of the, re- yeah, hold on, Jeff, I got something. So the purpose of NASCAR is you get sensory overload. So you can get, you can smell the cars, you can feel them. You could actually go up and feel them. So that's another thing. You have access to NASCAR drivers and the actual product more than any other sport out there. You can't go up to a player in an NFL game prior to it and like have conversations with them or they're other teammates or the coaches or anything that anything like that you can pay an extra twenty dollars to have pit, a pit pass in nascar to get into the garage meet all the drivers see how they're working on their cars get their autographs go to the driver's meeting stand on pit road during the national anthem like there's so much access when it comes to nascar that's why being in person is so important 
Well, so Ellie, and, so loud. And, and, I, and you, you and can, I both. You can also. No, we're do- hey, you hey, can hey, also. You can also sabotage Kyle Busch's car when you get a pit pass. You can, like pop a hole in his tire. Aaron, what's yeah. the story? Go ahead, tell us a fun story of how you sabotage his car. Well, no, like follow up, or is that just like a random could... sentence for you and one other person to get? I don't care if you get it or not. Bucko. No, I'm asking. I thought there was a story behind it. I'm not no. doing like. Oh, okay. I, I made a comment about how I hated Kyle Busch, and so I'm okay. saying I so could get a pit pass and sabotage, sabotage his car. No. Okay. Oh no, every NASCAR team's cheating. It's just you send the car into inspection with 10 things that are cheating, technically cheating, but you hope to only get caught with seven of them. So then you get three of them through and hope you get that same three through the next time you go through inspection. NASCAR's all about cheating. It's just about how you get away with it. It ain't cheating if you don't get caught. But that concludes my NASCAR talk. Any questions about NASCAR before I move <coughs> to we, open wheel? Can we name this podcast it ain't yes. cheating if you don't get caught? I have a I have a question. Yes. Um. Okay. Do you think they'll ever make a show like they did that F one series for NASCAR? Because I would watch the hell out of that. So their Netflix is following Bubba Wallace around. So they're following twenty three eleven this season. They're turning into a Netflix similar to Drive to Survive. USA Network just came out and said that they're going to follow the playoff drivers when the playoff starts. So right after the Daytona season, fin- regular season finale race at the end of August, USA Network's going to pick up with them and they're going to do a doc series following them. And I, I think that's a great idea because you, you get that back, backstage access and it really helps because it helps you build the personality of the drivers and the sport and what is behind the scenes. And I think I think it's great for the sport. All right, and uh, okay. So, our, if we're transitioning, don't raise your hand then, anymore, Jeff. Just talk at this. If point. we're transitioning, can we transition onto F one? And you talk. Can, is, ha, has the show made a difference in the fans? Because I've heard like a million people that never watched racing that all of a sudden watched the show are now F one fans. I do, but this is kind of a caveat that Smeddy's a driver survive F one fan. She's not. A legit, I followed this and didn't get peeled in from a the poser. drama that is driver to survive. Yeah. So, I mean, she can probably fake her way through. Anybody could fake their way through knowing a sport watching a 10 part series on Netflix. I mean, I could probably do it, but she probably doesn't know the intricacies of all the different drivers and the actual series and what it's been in the past. I mean, she didn't even know Senna was a dog. She had no clue, no clue who that was. I'm like, you're telling me you don't know who that is. You probably also don't know who Schumacher is yeah, the, or how many the, championships he had the, or who the, he what, drove for. The Senna one, the Senna one hurt, dude. That was. Yeah, that, that was, was a perfect sign that she has. That she does great. not know F1. She is a Netflix driver to survive F1 fan. So for F1 those not listening, generally... we have a, we have a brown phlegm, a not as white kid, a brown Eric and a brown Jeanette just wondering what's happening here and don't get me wrong we tried to like we involved in so is, is this now transitioning into f1 should yeah we i'll talk f1 questions? now i'll talk oh, that wasn't now. intentional i was okay that's I, the opposite I, outcome of what i was looking for i have a i have an f1 i have a nascar to f1 transition question oh um, a perfect transition so ali i'm not sure if you ever saw this but it was probably uh, it was probably 10 or 15 years ago where it, Speed Channel, when it was still around, did a thing where they had Jeff Gordon take um, 
God, I'm trying to remember who it was. Where they basically do a driver swap. Yeah, it was it was Jeff Gordon and it was um Juan Juan Pablo Montoya. It was Juan Pablo Montoya, thank you. Um and so they did a driver swap. And I think it was before they detuned the F1 cars to get rid of the traction control a bit. But Jeff Gordon was within like half a second of qualifying time, five laps into driving an F1 car. And Juan Pablo wasn't even fucking close driving the the um, stock car at the time. Um, and so I guess my question, because and because it's just a massive piece of shit in some ways, like the NAS, the cars they drive in NASCAR are kind of, big old hunks of crap yeah they're double the size of a f1 uh, car so do you think that the nascar drivers despite the fact that very frequently they're just going in circles are actually the best drivers or like who do you see it because i know we're about to get into the f1 conversation who do you see as the best drivers um, across the circuits and they're not circles they're ovals Months. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, ovals. There's actually six road courses, so there's a percentage of road courses now in NASCAR, which you know helps show the talent of the driver. So honestly, my answer is: if you put Kyle Larson, who is the best driver in NASCAR right now, if you put him in in an open wheel car in F1, he'd win races. He is the best driver on this planet right now. He is better than Lewis Hamilton. I I forgot. I wanted to ask you about stock truck Whoa. racing. Ooh, Nash trucks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Aaron. What about Can I ask trucks? an honest question? Is just yeah. tell me about it. I thought that there was like a design schedule in which this would eventually end. <coughs> is stock truck part of that? Not to take gifts off of F1, because I think so. So you remember how you talked about Xfinity and how names were made here. So the other series that races on Friday nights is called the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. So a lot of those other drivers that make it. So basically you start out in trucks. Usually you start out in Arca, which is like street stock, look like street stock cars. Then you move to the Camping World Truck Series. Then you move to the Xfinity Series. And then you move to the Cup Series. That's usually like how the rank and file works. Unless you have money and you can bypass everybody and buy yourself into a spot in NASCAR or Formula One or IndyCar. Didn't you just say that all the racers were millionaires and billionaires? Who doesn't have money? There's only like maybe two or three drivers that actually work their way up being poor. Chase Briscoe is one of them. He's from Indiana. Wait, do they like build their own cars like in movies? Like the way that like it looks like in movies where like we put this team together. Yeah. When they're like teenagers, they some of them do do that. Yeah. But they're they're racing a completely different car. It's not like a full fledged NASCAR. It's like go karts or midget racing or sprint cars or stuff like that. I know about midget racing. What's up, Kish? <laughs> Um, Ali, I have a question. Which yes. one of the, like, which athletes from one of the three major sports in the U.S., like basketball, baseball, and football, would make the base the best racer or driver rather? So, for me, it would just baseball, be more about size because of the size difference. Yeah, I don't want to. You don't want a seven footer in your car, so well, like, I would. I would say pick, baseball. And who do you pick out of baseball players? Because you know a little bit about all the other sports, too. Like, you're not just a savant only in, uh, in NASCAR. You know all the other sports. Oh, man. This is a really but, like, I don't, I don't know baseball players anymore. No, not players. Like, I don't know, like, an average-sized baseball player who's decent. Like, that um, isn't, you, like, you outstanding. Sport. You can pick another sport if you want, if there's something that comes to mind faster. Like, I would think Russell Westbrook would be one, because I feel like he's, like, all fast-twitch muscle. What like, about... 
Because you're saying somewhat smaller, so maybe Russell Tyreek Wilson, Hill. Russell Wilson. I, what or... are y'all trying to do with NASCAR, Jeanette and Kish? I don't think you guys are going to improve the minority impact in NASCAR by adding Russell Westbrook or Russell Wilson as your top two drivers. Or Patrick Mahomes, too, if he were just a little bit smaller. Oh, all he has quicker this. action okay. time. He'd be good. J.J. Barea. Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, perfect. But yeah, mainly it's not because you'll see, like, Steve for Nash. example, Ryan Newman is not in, in shape Dash. driver at all. Like, he's got a beer belly. Brad Keselowski has a beer belly. Tony Stewart so, was tubby. Ooh. Oh, yeah, smoke. Oh, Tony Stewart's also a murderer. Oh, okay, since we're talking a little bit out of shape. He did. He killed somebody. James Harden. What? Ooh. Luka Doncic. You didn't know he's Tony Stewart's tall, murder? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I was unaware of this. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. No, he has so many injuries, he won't be able to drive. He's he's not tough enough it to is hang prime. in that car with an injury. He would no, just you, complain about the it. The thing about Chris Paul, though, is you can't be that small mix in NBA without being. Ooh, right. Steph Curry. No. But he has the no. break his, he'd break his ankles, like his wrist trying to shift, his ankles. Yeah. But he comes with the state farm sponsorship, and it's perfect for NASCAR. Oh, really? Havlicek! Actually, it might be LeBron because MJ owns a team, and so LeBron would have to come in and kind of show up MJ saying that he's the best in NASCAR. Even though LeBron actually indirectly owns a NASCAR team, just like MJ does. Not a lot of people know about that. Uh, Tell us more. So, Roush Fenway Racing <laughs> is owned by the Fenway Group. You know, the same Boston Red Sox Fenway. LeBron Literally. bought into the Fenway Group. That's how he's, what? what is it, Liverpool, I think is the yeah. soccer team that he's bought into. So they yep. own Roush Fenway Racing. So the sixth car and the 17 car, Ryan Newman's car, which is about to be Brad Kozlowski's car, and Chris Buescher in the 17, LeBron Ooh. indirectly owns them. So um, update, uh, Lydia gave me some ice cream that she bought, and I just discovered there's Ooh, a brownie flavor? at the bottom of it. Wait, what flavor? And Wait, you didn't know there's a brownie there at the beginning? No. I just discovered it. This excited it was like this a whole podcast. packaged ice cream. No, she bought it. She was she I went to dinner with her friend. <laughs> Wait, did we finish F one talk? I haven't I'm even not... started F one um, talk. Okay, I was going to do it really question. quick though. I'm sure if history has proven anything. <laughs> well, I know the most about NASCAR because right, no, it's go, here. Go for it, crush it. We we gave I, you. Okay, F one. I have an F one question. I have an F one. Yes, question. Aaron. W- are are most I, I've never watched F one, but are most of the drivers European? I, I, yes. I, I don't. Okay. There hasn't been an American in a very long American drive over there in a very long time because it's so hard to get an F one super license. You have to get forty points to get your F one super license, and a lot of the crossover you'll see is if F one with between F one and IndyCar, you won't see it in NASCAR. They don't NASCAR and F one don't really tie into each other because it's a whole different style of racing. But you gotta get forty points which if you're in the top three finishing in the indycar championship i think the most you get is 20 so you'd have to consistently finish in the top three to even be considered for an f1 license let alone get signed by a team that has a crazy ass budget and no room because they also have feeder series into formula one yes jeff um why are there so many finnish people that are good drivers that's a good question i don't know jeff I don't know. Racism. It seems like there's a lot of them. Because it's in the blood. Because they're Finnish. They get to the Finnish <laughs> line. There you go. Uh, I knew there was a joke there somewhere. Okay, back to Formula One. So there are twenty, usually twenty 
between 20 and 23 races through a season and they go from March to December. But what's weird about their schedule is that they usually skip every other weekend because they travel all throughout Europe, Asia, North America, South America. So you have to have put it calculate in travel mm-hmm. time to get all this equipment to and from. So back to F1. So how do you feel about the fact that you put Pam to sleep by <laughs> 9, 18 PM? Oh, no, that's why I got to try to bring the energy oh, talking about tires. So I have a question, but I'm what waiting Pirelli? to get to a good spot for it. No, fuck what? Pirelli. Pirelli is a joke and should be banned from the fucking F1 series. Well, the what? what happened trash. to Max Verstappen in Azerbaijan was fucking ridiculous, and they should I don't be ashamed know of any themselves. Any of those words you just said. Well, wait, the tire brand is <laughs> trash. That's like a, a yeah, it's thing, it's right? garbage, yeah. and his tire should not have popped with fucking mm. four laps to go. There's no fucking way it should have popped. They make good tires. I, I read the prisoner not for, for, for normal cars. Cost for staff okay, I'm so pissed off. What was that? What, what made you pissed off? That the tire popped with four laps to go, so it cost for Stappen to try to, you know, expand on his lead over Lewis Hamilton in the constructors and in the drivers' championship for F1. And Sergio Perez ended up winning the race because Lewis Hamilton drove straight into the tire barrier in the first turn on the last lap. Well, if I could speak for all of us, there's nothing more than we would hate to an early ending to something that we expected to go longer. I know, right? So, another thing in Formula One. Yes. So for Formula One, what would you say is your favorite like location that you've seen? Because they have the races like all around the world, right? Monaco, by far Monaco. Monaco? That's like that's like what F one. That is the track is Monaco. Hold on, pal. Are you a nine one one dispatcher? Where are you at? (laughs) I'm in my car right now. Okay, you sound like my kid with the walkie talkie. Breaker, breaker, one nine. I just want to ask Allie. (laughs) There you go. If uh. If other than Monaco, what's your second favorite location to watch an F1 race? Over. Limited fake, Aaron. I would say Austria. They just had a double header there last month, and it was in the mountains, and it was so gorgeous. Honk the horn. Honk the horn. Honk the horn. He sounds like every NASCAR caller into Sirius XM NASCAR radio. <laughs> but Let's back go. to F1. So there's a two-hour limit. Yeah, there's a two-hour time limit, unlike this podcast, for an F1 race, which actually equals to 305 kilometers. So if a, a race is approaching that time limit or that distance, they have to like they finish up that lap and then they stop. The reason Ooh. for that is that they don't have fuel stops during F1 races. It was too dangerous trying to fuel with the open air that they just don't fuel the cars anymore. So they basically make it to where the tires that they change out during pit stops are your strategy for how good or bad you want to yeah. try to mix things up with during a race because there's there's three different tires. There's the hard, medium, soft. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that with you because nobody cares. But yeah, well, they no, don't think, feel the car. I think the better way Wait, to do it would dangerous. be like for for if you want to get like urban kids into it is like instead of doing tires, you do a race so you just run out of gas and all of you have to run to the gas station and try to get your own gas and bring it back to your car because every poor kid in the city has done that. So I think that should be the competition is you just run out of gas and then whoever goes and fills up their tank for it. Or um, you could all those people that were putting gasoline in plastic bags, you just bring them over and they're out there like when you're running a marathon and they hydrate you. Just bam. bam, bam. Um to, yes, Aaron. To, to, Oh, I forgot one of them. But the Are you gonna oh, talk sorry. about DRS? You can talk about DRS. You forgot one of them? No, okay. So you said that they don't 
do like fuel like they don't refuel during the races because of the open was there like a issue where cars were like catching on fire or yeah, something? and people were catching on yes. fire and getting killed and stuff yeah wow. like i remember i can't wow. remember what year it was but it wow. yeah there, wow. there's been bad there's been bad wow. incidences and in that there used to be there used to be no speed limit on pit oh road and a pit crew member ended up getting killed on pit road because there wasn't a pit road like speed limit cars were just way. flying he, down and he got that, crushed a car spun out he got crushed between his car because he was a tire changer he got crushed between his car and another car that spun into him and he got killed in the 90s it was bill elliott's tire changer so that's yeah, why there's like he, a 45 mile per hour did, did he get killed the same way you sort. did then jeff why would you did he get killed the same way you did the wow bit that was about to start happening Sorry. I thought Billy anyway, you were talking about DRS. Great discussion about DRS. So DRS is the drag reduction system in NASCAR. I so I'm going to show album. you an F1 car. This is Lewis Hamilton's from like 2017. There's no way a human being drove in that car. That is way too <laughs> Yeah, so look, you can see the halo that protects their head. What from is that, a by car debris. for ants? Is that for me? I know, yeah, this, yeah, this, this is the front wing. But I was going to talk about DRS. So DRS is what makes this back your rear wing open up when you're a certain distance between you and another car to basically like give you that extra horsepower to the try drift. and pass the car the drift. the draft not a drift yeah it's the drag reduction system the drs is what they call it but you can only use it at certain points during the race when there's a straightaway and you can you can overtake what how they say pass in f1 is overtake I'd rather they just can pass. you go more into the time limit because I had no idea there was a time limit and that would be much more intriguing for me to watch because I stopped watching NASCAR halfway through because it takes a long time. Yeah, their average oh. race for NASCAR is three to three and a half hours. IndyCar is an hour and 30 minutes and F1's two hours. Ooh. But hold on, that makes no sense, Aaron. If you never made it to the time limit that they've already set, why the why do you think knowing what the time limit is is going to help you get there? You've already given up on it before you've ever found out what it was. <laughs> No, I've never Jeff, watched. Go ahead. What? Quit raising your hands like at that. this point. No, you quit raising your hand. No, my, my question to Ellie is: Them Duke boys are at it again. Never... Breaker over. <laughs> <laughs> How right. you welcome. And, and anyway, my question to you, Ali, is as follows: Um, one of the things that, yeah, I I used to be into F one like maybe like fifteen years ago, and I kind of got out of it a little bit after Schumacher kind of dipped but um one of the things that is kind of makes it difficult for me to watch is the fact that like the person that's winning the you know overtaker of the year award has passed four cars all season so like you know like so very frequently you get whoever win wins the pole position just stays there the whole time so, yeah, that's what's frustrating about Formula One is that basically how you'd qualify is round about what you're going to finish. Right. That That's what I'm getting at is like that. That's why I have an issue with it is like it, the you know, NASCAR, it's a shitstorm. They're bumping into each other. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? But in F1, it's it's kind of just like it's predetermined. Yeah, the almost. first lap is pretty chaotic and then after that it's just whoever's out front unless there's like another idiot in the back like Ma Nikita Mazepin spinning like he has done in every other like every single race this year causing, you know, a yellow flag to come out and it bunches the the cars back up. But honestly, it's it's an issue to take up with the salary cap in a sense that's with F1. So, 
Anybody want to take a guess on what the salary cap is in F1 I for a team? We did this game. For a Formula One. Formula One. How many people in a team? Are we doing so there's two. Two is people in a team. Two people in a team. What's their budget for the year? Is 300, it euros? 300 million euros. No, think a million. 650 And think that NASCAR NASCAR was 18 million and IndyCars roughly 8 million. Well, it's, it's cost it's me almost $100 infinitely to fill up my truck it's, one time. No, it's it's, no, it's going to be like a hundred million dollars. It's going to be like a hundred million dollars. I'm going to say I'm going to say four hundred billion dollars a driver. Hold on, hold on, Aaron and Jeff, <laughs> just start talking together. Just literally at the same time, start thinking out both your individual thoughts. Go. I hate Aaron about the subject. Gas <laughs> prices are too high. All right, let me just tell you. Well, that's why you should yeah, watch Formula One because gas isn't involved. How about that? always involved if eric's around so the correct answer is pre-covid it was 170 million but they cut it down to 145 million because of covid and now they're dropping it five million every year you know what the good so thing it's, about COVID it's is? honestly it's the teams and the budget and f1's wait, fault wait, for the wait, racing wait, 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 hold on there's wait. a good thing about covid it, it's taught companies how to manage their budget better like the ncaa everybody's like been wasting all this money and then all of a sudden a pandemic hits and now they realize that we don't need to be just paying all these extra staff members that add no value to our organization are overpaying. I mean, it's the whole reason most on, on air talent, like every same pay cuts, I understand looks bad. So what Flynn is saying is the rise in unemployment is a great thing. No, 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 not the rise in unemployment. The understanding of over, of like overstaffing your company just to, to validate the expenses as write-offs, like the NCAA is the valid fact. Like all they do is fire coaches and then do buyouts and pay them twenty million dollars to leave after a year, and then go pay another coach the same year ten million dollars. Like there's, there have been several linings. The other several lining because I need a transition here, um, and I apologize for done talking, but I feel like if we're still going to talk racing, somebody let me know because like I can just go. Like, Pam, what's like, your oh. question? Pam had a question. What time Thank is you. it? So my question is um, for a beginner racing fan or someone who's interested in getting into racing um what's the easiest type of racing to follow what's the most exciting what's going to draw me in and get me to come back the next week i'd say indycar out of all of them i think that's all about driver talent the cars are really kind of easy to like they're really tiny little things and they don't pit that much or anything, and they go really fast. The Indy 500 is honestly the best thing to watch if you want to get into racing because it's all about the spectacle of this that. race that's been around for 100-plus years. And it's a two-and-a-half-mile track, and they go 240 miles an hour. They don't do the bullshit. That's the green-white checker that NASCAR has. Like, they hit 200 laps. They hit 200 laps, even if it's under a red flag or a yellow flag, or there's a burst of flame somewhere on the start finish line so that's what i would say is indycar and the driver personalities in indycar are so much better than the other sports so that's what, I was saying. what is yeah. it with the word indy i know it means independent but like is it like indie bands no indie it's indy as like, in indianapolis it's indy because it was founded in indianapolis and that's where most right. of the race teams there are goes for that, IndyCar. There goes, yeah no no there goes that joke thanks ali yeah you're you're welcome but it actually used to be the i know cart, it was good like, to be an indie hipster just 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 stop talking yeah me i got it yeah I'll me um but there's, the indianapolis the indianapolis 500 <laughs> is the coolest sporting event i've ever witnessed oh, yeah it's 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 amazing 
I can't wait to go back next year. It was just an, crazy to be there. And plus I was there for a historical moment because only three other drivers have won four Indianapolis 500s during their time. And I got to see Elio Castroneves win his fourth. And it was really, really awesome, especially because he wasn't in a Penske car. Yes, Jeff. Wow. Um, no. So hey, Penske. One of the things that I, uh, wait, I, I need to, you, you <laughs> <laughs> Someone be the dog. <laughs> Can I ask my I've never heard that. question? <laughs> I yes, hate it. God, that was no, so. Perfect. No, no, no. Go ahead, Jeff. You've apparently you. Jeff has glasses of a serial murder from the 1980s on, so I don't want to fuck with him. Yeah, anymore. that's right. Um. Oh God. So I was wondering if, uh, and Aaron, you can actually probably participate in this uh, answer as I'd well. I'd prefer we just move this along without. Just his- shut up. up. You're being um, so negative. You know what, Flynn? You can leave. It, just a negative, tiny little Nancy. Um, hey, man, we don't have room for negative vibe. <laughs> so my, my question was this, though. Have you ever, because this is something I've always wanted to do. Have you ever gone to a race and had an RV on the infield? Because I've always thought, Ooh. like, that's how I want to go see a race. I want to get an RV, park it in the infield, and then have some fucking, like, chairs that Aaron can't figure out how to fold <laughs> on top of the thing. And, like, that's how I want to scope this thing. So I've personally never done it because that costs a lot of money to do, but if you already have access to an RV or you could borrow one from somebody, I would highly recommend that. And I would say go to Talladega for NASCAR and for <laughs> IndyCar, hmm, like St. Pete, I think would be a great, great track to go to. Cause they race in the streets of St. Pete right along Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay sucks. I would, I've always wanted to do that too. That always looks very fun. Get sit on top of your RV, take your shirt off with some jorts on. Mm-hmm. Drink your butt heavy. Aaron, do you That's own right. a pair of jorts? I didn't have you as a jorts guy. I have one pair of jorts. I wear them for gimmicky purposes only. I was you just make up getting, one pair? And you I was thinking about getting some, uh, I was thinking no, about getting some, like, jort, um, overalls. Because, like, you know, go like to rompers? overalls. That's like rompers, right? Romp him. Romp who? Baby. Him. Yeah, this is Romp Hims. Jeanette right. knows what I'm talking. Jeanette's the only one that knows what I'm talking about. Let, let the record about. show that I tried to take this to a They're also called question. just fucking overalls. Okay, anyway. Um, so, if you could drive in any series and be, like, really good at it, but if you could be a star in one of the series, what would you choose, Allie? Formula One, hands down. You're a global global superstar in F1, even if you're the worst person on the grid. You are rock star celebrity status, not just in America, but everywhere. And you get to travel the world. It doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter as much as your talent as how good your car is. Like you're you're stuck in the position that you're gonna be in. Like it's gonna be Lewis Hamilton, Vax Verstappen, Valtteri Boltas for the next however many years in the top three. Only if they mess up during a race is when somebody else is going to come up and be good. But it's okay because even the the mid-pack drivers are still making millions upon millions of dollars. Daniel Ricciardo just sounded like a $32 million contract with McLaren. And he's not even the best driver on his team. And that's another thing about Formula One is that there's one really good person on the team 
and there's one person that's not so good. So it's like, like this podcast. Every every yeah, exactly like this podcast. When I joined, when I hopped in a little late, I was told that somebody was driving. Was it Jeanette or was it Aaron? Because I'm a little confused. Um, I have another question. Okay, it's Aaron. Um, Got it. No, it's not. But so okay, whenever I picture F1 drivers, I picture the dude off of uh, Talladega Nights. It's like Ricky Booby. Why is that? Why do I picture that? I mean, besides just being stereotype, but. It is the it's European thing, but I mean, you're from the south and you're white. It's also kind of inaccurate because even the F1 drivers aren't even that as tall as Sasha Baron Cohen. Like I'm taller than about eighty percent of the paddock. Okay, like so the tallest driver six foot one, and you disprove it with another one. No, they're small. They're teeny tiny. You can look at their statistics and see their heights and their weights, and they are the tiniest athletes out of all three racing series. NASCAR is the absolutely most out of shape athletes out of all of them. Athletes is a stretch, but understood. Can we like start to see you driving NASCAR? So are we? I would. Can we body I would, shame I would love to drive a NASCAR and drive it into a wall while listening to this podcast. But I'll sum up my racing with talking about what I do like about the Open Wheel Series compared to NASCAR is that they do a point system throughout. There's no playoffs. There's none of that bullshit gimmicky. Look at me. You know, I can win all these races and not win the championship because whatever. They do okay. a point system throughout, and it's based on your finishing finishing position. And if you win the pole, you get a specific number of points. If you the fastest lap of the day, you get an extra point. That's what I like about the Open Wheel Series is that it's just how you perform consistently throughout the season rather than the last 10 races of the season because it's bullshit. NASCAR is just bullshit, and they need to get rid of that. They need to get rid of stage racing on road courses, and that concludes my racing talk. Wait, that, that we never got into the truck racing talk, I think, for the year. That we never got into the trucks. That was a good joke, Flynn. I tried, but you know what? Aaron apparently. I wanted to talk about the truck. Jeanette, you were hosting, I imagine. So, Jeanette, can you take over your podcast again? I don't know if Eric has a question or he's waiting goodbye. I think he's just doing, he's a big John Cena fan. Okay. (laughs) Fantastic. I mean, good for him. Not not Can't see me. I have some like F one questions. All right, go uh, ahead, you Pollard. motherfucker! I swear to God, if you don't walk, climb your house and jump off it. Flim, you have been so negative all night. Yeah, well, what's up, man? Let's Would talk. you prefer this whole podcast to be a bunch of people pretending to like something? Like, do you think that's the? Entertaining I'm interested. This we is can have this production meeting here. You think that would have been the most entertaining? Is us just asking follow up and nobody else having an opposite opinion? Well, you didn't have to have so many opposite opinions. I mean, one or two would have been okay.